This Bites, discussing Milwaukee's culinary and restaurant culture. With Ann Christensen of Milwaukee Magazine and Tariq Moody of 88.9. This Bites is brought to you by Society Insurance. Welcome to This Bites, Milwaukee's longest-running culinary podcast. With your hosts, food writer and critic for Milwaukee Magazine, and Christian and me, DJ Tariq, a.k.a. the architect of 88.9 Radio Milwaukee. We have a special treat for you today, uh, a guest. Before we get into that, we're also going to talk about uh, some news about uh, an experimental coffee bar that's at Crossroad Collectives. Also about the new hot chicken franchise that is opening actually today. Uh, but we got a special guest. It's more important to talk about. Uh, we have chef and uh, co-owner of Dan Dan Fools Aaron. And what else you do, Dan Jacobs? I forgot. I'm you have something. <laughs> um, Estrev. So Estrev. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then you know, in the last two years, which is something uh, that I never thought I would do, um, I've become really politically active um, with uh, various groups. So um, I helped with a couple other people um, form Milwaukee's Independent Restaurant Coalition, or Merck. Um, from there, um, you know, through some other friends in other cities, uh, got involved on a leadership committee uh, at the Independent Restaurant Coalition, um, or the IRC. And um, I'm also on the leadership uh, of the Main Street Alliance, or MSA, uh, in the state of Wisconsin. Um, basically became real, real big on trying to push restaurants. And, you know, right now, man, the big push is about the restaurant revitalization fund and, you know, and the refill for that. And you're here to talk about that. So, uh, so I would love to get like, what's, you have updates and, uh, and you also want to talk about some, uh, how, uh, Omicron is affecting restaurants as well. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think, you know, it, the RRF needs to be refilled and there's, there's, there's no doubt about it. Restaurants right now are hurting. Um, you know, in, uh, in just in the state of Wisconsin, 3000 plus restaurants didn't receive RRF grants. Um, and you know, nationally you're looking at, you know, uh, it's tens of thousands of restaurants that didn't, uh, receive the RRF, you know, but 45% of those, uh, restaurants have been forced to lay people off 28% you know, face eviction and another 42% of those restaurants that didn't receive any grant funds from the RRF, um, face bankruptcy. Um, these are scary thoughts, especially going into, you know, January, February, and March, which historically restaurants, this is our slow period of, um, you know, kind of the year. Um, and we kind of bank on the holidays and these holidays were not bankable. I mean, it was, it wasn't good. Um, you know, from our standpoint, Fool's Aaron was closed for two weeks from the 26th to the 6th of January due to Omicron. Um, you know, Dan Dan was closed, was only open one day between Christmas and New Year's. Um, it was, it was just on the 26th. Uh, SREV, which usually does four or five days of, you know, the New Year's Eve menu celebration, uh, we were open for two days. Um, you know, it, it's a giant revenue loss. Um, and this is going into again our slowest period of time. And I'm our restaurants aren't unique. I think you see this, you saw this in December. A lot of restaurants were like, you know, we got to close because you know we don't have any staff because people are sick. Yeah. Um, and I think it was the way it's, you know, luckily our staff was vaccinated um, and boosted, and nobody nobody got really sick. Um, and it was just it was just hard. It was a it's hard. And then you look at you look at January where, you know, this is the time when people kind of push back a little bit. Um, and my, if I could get one thing across to everybody, it's get out there, you know, spend some money this month, wait for, do a dry June, support your local restaurants this month, especially. I've had a question about this 
because, you know, you mentioned 3,000 restaurants in the state of Wisconsin not getting any um, any aid. What are the eligibility requirements? Why are some getting them and, and some getting aid and some not others? So originally, um, the you know, how it was set up and how we uh, helped craft um, this legislation was that there would be a window of opportunity for women-owned, minority-owned, and veteran-owned businesses to take advantage of it before... Um, before, let's say, a business like mine. Um, and I, I think all of us thought this was incredibly important and the incredibly right thing to do. Um, you know, and I, I, I think, you know, we, we would have, like, without, with not getting the RF, I think we would have been, you know, just fine until it, it, it eventually refills. Um, but uh, somebody decided to sue uh, the SBA from Kentucky in the court in t- Texas, I believe, and overturned this. And so it actually turned those people that were supposed to be in the priority to the back of the line. And then it was just kind of, a, I think, a luck of the draw almost, it seems. Because there's, I mean, I have friends that got money that were women-owned, um, friends that didn't. I had friends that, you know... Um, white male-owned businesses that got it and didn't get it. Um, we were lucky enough to get RF grants at Dan Dan and Fool's Aaron. Um, and without them, I can tell you, uh, you know, especially with Fool's Aaron, we probably wouldn't be here right now. So um, I'm going to continue this conversation because I want to, I want to get, I know Ann has some questions and I have some questions and I want to know, you know, you mentioned some ways that uh, uh, people can help, but I also want to know what are the ways. So we'll get into that uh, coming up on this bites, we'll be right back. It's the most charitable time of year, and we have a way for you to give a gift to Radio Milwaukee and yourself. Donate your unwanted car, truck, motorcycle, or boat, and let us take it off your hands. Your gift will support the music and stories you enjoy every day, and it may even qualify you for a tax deduction. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org slash cars to schedule your free donation pickup today. We're back on This Bites with Ann and myself, Tariq, with our special guest, Dan Jacobs. I want to continue the conversation where we left off, Dan. Yeah, you know, I mean, just from our experience and, and knowing that, you know, even though, you know, you have a busy restaurant, restaurants are unique. You know, we, um, 90 cents of every dollar goes right out the door. Um, and it really goes to, you know, it, it goes to spending in the economy. Um, you know, whether it's cost of goods, uh, farmers, uh, fisheries, butchers, um, you know, to, you know, delivery drivers. I mean, we're, we're the hub of an economic e- ecosystem that basically keeps, keeps, keeps us moving. We're a giant revenue, um, creator for the state of Wisconsin in sales tax, billions of dollars in sales tax come through restaurants, uh, bars, uh, hotels like in, in that sort of, you know, so, I mean, it's, it's in, I think everybody's best interest to support, um, support us and to, and to help us out when, you know, we're basically our most fragile. You took, uh, a pandemic that depends on social ability to spread, um, basically shut down an industry that's also dependent on social ability to succeed. Um, so we, we need help. And, um, I think, you know, this is the time where government's supposed to step up and help. I want to, I guess, kind of get the, the lay of the land for people who might not be even familiar with some of these bills and, and funds. So is there a, there's a national and is there a state fund or is it just a national fund? 
Uh, just a national for right now. I think the, the state is, you know, trying to figure out, um, the state and local government are both trying to figure figure out how they could best help. The problem is, is that the funds are not enough to really help. Like giving people a $5,000 grant, um, you know, that doesn't even, that doesn't even cover, you know, rent kind of for most people. So, I mean, it, it, trust me, nobody's going to say no to it. But like on the, in the, in the same, in the same vein, it's like, we need, we need sustainable help to, to really keep us, you know, and keep those doors open and to keep our employees employed. Whereas like five grand's not going to help. Um, you know, uh, there was a state program, um, last year at the end of the year that I have to admit, you know, they basically found a way to, to use up the leftover funds from, um, early COVID legislation, um, to kind of basically give everybody 20 to $40,000 grants. Those are, I mean, that's what, you know, that's what we need um, is stuff like that. Um, and right now the state just doesn't have anything that's really out there. Um, so, you know, our best bet again is uh, federally with the uh, restaurant revitalization fund refill. I love that you are as vocal and um, passionate about this as you are. And I, I wondered, um, you know, I, I feel like I feel for so many restaurants and yet some of them, many of them probably are just so tired and so frustrated that it's almost too much for them to like do what you're doing, be an advocate. I, I mean, I can't really I can't really talk on like how other people, you know, do their thing. But, you know, I can tell you that I am a perpetual optimist like mm-hmm. I am. I have, I, I love the industry that I've been a part of for the last 20 plus years. This is the only thing I know. There's, I, I am basically have no viable skill outside of <laughs> cooking and running, running a restaurant. Um, and, but I love what I do. I love the hospitality part of it. I love the interaction with guests. Um, I think that's what makes, you know, experience like Esterev special. Um, but I'm also like, I, I want to fight for our industry. I think, you know, the COVID-19 pandemic, if it did, you know, one or two things, um, A, it brought our community together of independent restaurants, like across the country, not just locally. We've always had, like, you always have friends. Like it's, you know, we're, you know, we kind of, we're incestuous that way. Like, we, they, you know, all of our employees come from, like, they all bang around the same kitchens. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we tend to, you know, I've worked in a lot of the kitchens that I'm friends with, you know, um, it really brought together like a wide, wide array of independent restaurants across the country. Um, but it also gave us an opportunity to change um, how our industry is. Um, and without, you know, it, it, it gave us an opportunity for a reset that I think if we don't do it, like we've really kind of um, failed at like, just the basics of, you know, making this industry a better place for um, its workforce and just to give them, you know, more longevity. That's on a whole nother subject. But like, I think there's, um, I think there was great opportunities there. Um, Plus, I believe, I believe in it. And I believe that, you know, I believe we'll get through this. And I believe that because of it, we'll be stronger as an industry. Also, I want to talk about since I assume there's a group lobbying Congress to uh, refill this fund. Um, what other than, you know, uh, supporting local restaurant, what else can people do? That's a great question, Tariq. And, uh, um, you know, I think it's hearing it's people, it's people like your listeners, um, uh, making phone calls or writing emails to our representatives, like our representatives, was it last week, uh, alone between last Tuesday and over the weekend, um, through the IRC, uh, we wrote 10,000 emails to, um, 
and phone call, left voicemail messages to our representatives uh, in Congress, like across the country. Um, you know, it was it, that's what gets things going. Like it, it's always it's the squeaky wheel gets the grease. If you don't, whoever makes the most rattling noise, some cages, rattling some cages. Yeah. Whoever makes the most noise, respectfully, because you have to also like you can't you can't just get on the phone and start f bombing them and you know. <laughs> Like, what, that doesn't the, work? I thought yeah, that always worked. That, that doesn't work, man. That will immediately <laughs> get you flagged. Uh, but, you know, it, it's definitely having those those conversations. And I've had, man, I've had conversations with every office in the state of Wisconsin. Um, I've had conversations with offices in Tennessee, um, with senators' offices in Tennessee, with, uh, you know, um, Alaska, Louisiana, um, uh, Minnesota, um, uh, Michigan, but it's, it's, it's really like, it's them hearing from you. Um, and it's, you know, and it, it, it doesn't matter the Republican, Democrat, whatever, we're all people, man. And they, uh, they understand the plight and it's you telling them your personal stories. Um, you know, and I think that's the most powerful thing. That's kind of what I always tell people. Um, you know, they want to hear what you're going through. And I think that really kind of helps and resonates with people a little bit better. Well, uh, yeah. I want to talk about another way to support, you know, a little, let's, let's, you know, I want to lighten the load. Um, your birthday's coming up this Sunday. <laughs> yeah. And, this is supposed to be an opportunity for a great birthday gift for you, Dan this Jacobs. Is, this so, is my, this is my birthday weekend. And, and you're planning something at Dan Dan on your birthday. Like, can yeah, you Yeah, so we're elaborate? doing, uh, we're doing dim sum this Sunday since uh, New Year's was kind of, New Year's, we, we, we couldn't open up New Year's Day. Um, with the amount of staff we had for um, for dim sum, so uh, we decided to redo it on the thirtieth as part of uh, Chinese New Year week. Um, also, it's my birthday, um, and we're going to be closed on the day of Chinese New Year. So we just thought it'd be kind of fun to do dim sum. I mean, it's it's for for our team here. It's it's a lot of fun for us to be able to do these special events because I think it really kind of uh, pushes us to um, to delve a little bit deeper into the cuisine and. Um, to just try out different stuff. Uh, and it's been a lot of fun. And I think there's going to be a lot of really cool stuff on the menu. Um, you know, it reservations are highly recommended. I know they are, I know we're pretty full, but we will have some walking ability at the bar. Um, but it will be extremely limited. Uh, and it's me from 11 to two. Um, but if you can't get in here, man, there's always brunch of pools there. And we still like, we, we, we've been really, really pushing that brunch lately over there. Hmm. Well, thanks. Thanks for coming on and uh, talking about these serious issues uh, dealing with our restaurant industry, which is, a, a as you say, a vital part of, not, not a part of our, not, not just part of our economy, just our community. And yeah, absolutely. That, that, you know, there's no need to politicize this because at the end of the day, you know, everybody's, everybody gets hungry, right? Yeah, <laughs> no, man, we Republican, all... Democrat, liberal, like, it doesn't matter. Y'all, everybody likes to eat. We all got to eat, man, at some point. The, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, I mean, this is how restaurants are, how we learn about, um, it's how we learn about the communities around us. Like you go mm-hmm. to the restaurants, whenever we travel, we always look, you know, where are we going to eat? And those are, that's how we learn about, um, the community we're visiting. I mean, that's, that's, that's what it's, that's what it's all about. And without independent restaurants and, you know, it's going to be just like going to a mall, like it's not going to be fun. So you want to keep independent restaurants, go out to eat, eat out in January, Save your dry January for dry June, um, <laughs> and just you know get out there and support local restaurants, man. We we need you like you need us. So you mm-hmm. know it's it's it, it's it's not a bad thing. You'll get to eat some really good food and have some really good drinks, maybe a few laughs. So 
Oh, real quick, did you 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 knew Peggy Magister, right? Yeah, Peggy. Yeah, Peggy. Yeah, man, I love like what she's done with Ladama is great. That I is love, a restaurant. I love Ladama too. Yeah, it's a, that is a restaurant that's on the regular. That's been on the regular for us for a while now. Um, but for me and Kate, like I love like I love what they're doing because it's something completely different than anybody else is doing. And you heard that uh, she's uh, leaving, right? Yeah, man. I mean, it's she's like so. I'm a big history guy, and I love. Um, I love, you know, paying respect to the old guard. She did something on that street, especially second street, um, that, you know, nobody thought was ready for. And she was a pioneer on that street. Um, but also, but also just like, just doing, you know, American food, um, when at a time when like people were still, you know, Milwaukee was brats, Mm -hmm. beers, you know, you had some old French places, you know, but she was doing something completely different. Um, and you know, I got a chance to see her a couple weeks ago. Um, and I just, I, I wish her all the best. Like, I think it's great. I think it's great for her. I think it's great for her to, you know, be able to retire. I mean, that's, that's the end game for all of us, man. How do yeah, we get right, out of this? Right. We're in? Well, and just <laughs> to be clear to people that are listening, um, Ladama is going to continue. Um, she's selling the business to, to her head chef, uh, Emmanuel, who's actually been cooking with her. She's, she told me for like 20 years. So, um, and he's the one who created the menu. Uh, so support Ladama too. I mean, that's really important. I literally, man, again, I can't stress enough support local restaurants. Just keep supporting local mm-hmm. restaurants. Well, I appreciate it, Dan. And, uh, uh, hope to, uh, I'm going to try to make it Sunday if there's reservations. Um, so I'm going to go check out the reservation site to see. If yeah, if he can squeeze himself in. <laughs> well, I mean, you do know somebody who knows somebody, so we, we can always chat. Cool. Well, have a great rest of your week, and uh, happy early birthday, by the way. Thanks, Dan. Happy birthday. Hey, guys. Thanks a lot, man. Uh, I appreciate you having me on. Thank you so much. Thank you. That was Dan Jacobs uh, of Dan Dan, Fool's Aaron of Esther Ave, talking about some important things regarding our local restaurants. Uh, again, support your independent restaurants here in Milwaukee and around the country as well. I've been like looking on news. I'm like in my uh, my hometown, Atlanta. It's like every every day I see a restaurant close in Atlanta too. Oh, so it's so depressing, it's, isn't it's it? Affecting I mean, everywhere. Yeah, so. yeah. But, but let's get back into it. Uh, over on Milwaukee Mag, you wrote about a new coffee bar that's coming to Crossroad Collective. And what's that all about? So uh, there is a pop-up that's been coming to Crossroads. Crossroads does a lot of pop-ups. And it's um, Discourse, a liquid workshop. Sounds really intriguing, doesn't it? So they've been doing these pop-ups for a while. It's a business that started in Sister Bay, Wisconsin, back in 2017. Well, now they're going to have like a permanent location at Crossroads Collective. And it isn't just your basic coffee house either. These are like craft coffee drinks that are really different. And the menu is going to rotate every three months. um, And they're going to have themed art drink series that are going to rotate monthly that spotlight seasonal sustainable ingredients. Um, So for instance, you're probably wondering, well, what does this, what kind of drink would I get there? Well, they've got something um, called the Motorhead and that combines espresso, pork fat and apple caramel, chai concentrate, root beer bitters, apple powder, and smoked sea salt. So that's an example of a, of a drink you can get there. Um, and these are non-alcoholic, they're, they're coffee drinks or they're tea. Like there's a, 
Um, there's a matcha, a matcha drink that's called Parisian that has, that combines matcha, um, uh, which is green tea, um, blueberry, mango, passion fruit, and lime. So this all sounds, yeah, doesn't it sound delicious? Yeah. So anyway, there, this is going to, this is all going to start on February 5th. That's the opening date of Discourse, a liquid workshop. And as I mentioned, it started up in Sister Bay, Wisconsin, but one of the founders, Ryan Castellaz, he is from Milwaukee. So there is, there's the connection. Um, so yeah, cool. pretty interesting, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I, I love fancy coffee drinks. I know. I know. And I think, you know, Crossroads has done a good job of like kind of bringing some of these like uh, kind of startups to, mm. you know, debuting them to the public and kind of kind help like them incubator. get on their way. Yes. Yeah. Just yeah. like an incubator. Yeah. Cool. And uh, finally, uh, a little brief uh, news. I, I, I got an email about a, a new kind of hot chicken uh, restaurant. It's kind of yeah. a franchise or kind of a, I don't know what you, it uh, has. It's it in LA. Chain? chain i guess yeah um it's apparently celebrity back based in los angeles uh it's called dave's hot chicken it started out apparently started off as a scrappy late night pop-up um uh-huh. and now uh they are officially open in menominee falls what's up to deal with the uh, like addresses in menominee falls it's just i know <laughs> they're so crazy right north 92 <laughs> west one six i'm supposed yeah. to remember that like yeah. No, it's yeah. I yeah. Agree so with you. yeah, it's 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 yeah. That, that's you 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 can Google it. <laughs> Don't get it. But anyway, uh, they taken over the they took over the former space of Great Mac and Cheese, um, and so they have different spice levels of their hot uh, hot chicken. Uh, seven spice levels, everything from no spice, which what's kind of defeats it's the like point. What, of, yeah, what's the point? Yeah, defeats the point of why you're going there in the first place to Reaper. Which requires a waiver. Yeah. Wow. Yo, you know what we need to do, Ann? We need to we need to go on a <laughs> oh, podcast no. with a bucket, a little box of the Reaper. And maybe they would send us some, Tariq. We should do that. Because remember, happens. remember when we did the um that chocolate? Yeah, the chocolate. Yeah. It was, it was like chocolate roulette. And it was like that was oh fun, God. wasn't it? No. You got the first you got the first one. <laughs> and it was bad. I mean, it was yeah, it was bad. So yeah, let's let's do that. Let's let's eat a bite of the Reaper and try to do the podcast. <laughs> you know, you've seen the show Hot Ones, right? Hot Ones on uh, YouTube where they eat like yeah, progressively yeah, hot yeah. wings in an interview. Yes. Yeah, I know. We've talked about these these types of challenges before, Tariq. Now, so are you were you familiar with this hot chicken restaurant company before? No, no, I know of. I saw some YouTube of somebody doing fried chicken outside a car wash in LA, but I don't think it's them. Okay. Yeah. I don't think it's them, but it could be hell. I don't, I don't know, but apparently it's the, the chicken is halal certified as well. Hmm. So they have hot chicken tenders and sliders as well. Yeah. So it's open today. Cool. Well, that wraps up this week's edition of, uh, this bites Milwaukee's longest running culinary podcast. This Bites is edited by Kenny Perez uh, with support from Society Insurance and generosity from our membership. Subscribe to this podcast at RadioMilwaukee.org slash This Bites. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, NPR, 
or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Remember, feedback is important, so please rate and review. As always, Anne, stay hungry. And keep the Malort cold. Have a great weekend. You too. Hey, do you think do you think Malort would go well with dim sum? As a sauce. <laughs> you can create a sauce out of it. Cooking sauce. Yeah. Dumplings. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, think about fish sauce. Fish sauce is funky, like by itself, yeah. but you mix it in and stuff. Fish sauce becomes this magical thing. So I think Malort's the same way. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, all right. I know how much you love your Malort, Tariq. It's your thing. Well, you gotta get the mini bottles for you. I know. You, you never even had it, so you can't even like I know. say no. But you like, know, I'm, I'm not gonna drink it. You can't believe that. I'm sticking with this. You know, I don't need Malort. You're a life. food writer. You need you need <laughs> to be open and like try it. Like you can't be you can't be a successful food writer and without not try trying it. Malort. I okay. I know, but you know, it's not like I'm going. I I just I don't really go out to liquor stores, and I haven't been going out to bars. That's not what I've heard. But anyway. Um, <laughs> Have a great weekend. <laughs> you too.